0: What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about the latest kabobo strain to drop. We're going to talk about some psyop shit. We're going to talk about the church committee, Operation Mockingbird, and the death of William Colby. And if you're not familiar with William Colby, he was at one time the director of the CIA. But uh, yeah, sit back. Get ready for this. We will start with the Wikipedia entry for the Church Committee. Wikipedia states, The Church Committee, formerly the United States Senate Select Committee, to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities, was a U.S. Senate Select Committee in 1975 that investigated abuses by the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and the IRS. At the time, it was chaired by Idaho Senator Frank Church, (laughs) i.e. Church Committee, get it? (laughs) The committee was part of the series of investigations into intelligence abuses in 1975, dubbed the Year of Intelligence, including its House counterpart, the Pike Committee and the Presidential Rockefeller Commission. The committee's effort led to the establishment of the permanent U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. We have talked about some of the information and projects that were brought up during the church committee, like Operation MK MKUltra, Cointelpro, and others. And there's ones that we haven't talked about, Project Shamrock, and a bunch of others. We are going to kind of go back to the beginning and break it all down and kind of see where It started where it went and where it's ended, because if you have a fucking brain and eyeballs, you can see that the intelligence community is out of fucking control. Well, out of fucking control for their original purpose, because they're completely under control by the fucking deep state, the elites, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They are highly controlled, and they are weaponized, and every single day more shit comes out that makes this painfully obvious. As an American, born and fucking raised American, it's disgusting that these agencies have been allowed to continue, even though year after year, decade after decade, more abuses are uncovered. And speaking of abuses, let's talk about Gary Webb for one second. August 31st was Gary Webb's birthday. If you are not familiar who Gary Webb is, was, because he was suicided, in 1996, Gary exposed how the CIA hired drug traffickers to sell massive amounts of cocaine in the U.S. in order to raise untraceable funds to finance a terrorist organization who were trying to overthrow the Nicaraguan government. These massive shipments of cocaine ultimately sparked the crack epidemic that decimated inner cities during the 90s. As a result, mainstream media vilified Gary Webb. He worked at the San Jose Mercury News, he lost his job, he lost his family, and then he lost his life. The official report says he committed suicide, but yeah, fuck no, not buying it. Happy late birthday, Gary Webb. I know you tried. And honestly, being murdered by the CIA is way better than a fucking fake-ass Pulitzer Prize. So anyway, let's get back to the church committee. We have to go all the way back to March 8, 1971. Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. There were millions and millions of people worldwide watching the fight. So as everyone's kind of distracted with the fight, four members of the anti-war group called Citizens Commission broke into a small two-person FBI office in Media, Pennsylvania. A taxi driver, a daycare provider, and two professors stole classified documents and then mailed them to several U.S. newspapers. The Washington Post was the only one to run the story at first. So this whole little incident led to the January 27th, 1975 Church Committee, which then led to the Pike Committee and the Rockefeller Commission. And basically, these committees were investigating the abuses by the FBI and the CIA. So let's get a little rundown of different operations that came out during this committee. We have Operation Shamrock, which is domestic intelligence gathering with telecommunication companies and sharing data with the NSA. We have the Family Jewels, which is surveillance targeting American anti-war dissidents, assassination of foreign leaders. We have Operation Chaos, or Operation MH Chaos, which uncovered possible foreign influence on domestic race, anti-war groups, etc. We have Project Merrimac, which was infiltrating anti-war and radical organizations. Project Resistance, which is the CIA working with college administrators and local police to target anti-war political activists. The Kent State Massacre, where the National Guard killed four and wounded nine and others in an anti-war protest is just one example. Then we also have SR Pointer, where the CIA would record all mail and were even opening the mail without the USPS knowledge. And last I checked, that's a motherfucking felony. We have Operation Mockingbird, which is a massive scale propaganda program That manipulated news, media, journalists, etc. And that is domestic as well as foreign. Of course, the CIA or Department of Justice or Department of Defense don't call these operations specifically Operation Mockingbird. They don't call it propaganda. What they call it is, quote, perception management. And the goal is to convey or deny selected information and indicators to foreign audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, as well as to intelligence systems and leaders at all levels to influence official estimates, ultimately resulting in foreign behaviors and official actions favorable to the originator's objectives. In various ways, perception management combines truth projecting Operation Security, Cover and Deception, and PsyOps. Hmm, I remember a little PsyOp called Kabobo19, but we'll get into that later. With MKUltra, we had unaware Americans being drugged with LSD and other fucking chemicals, and tortured as a part of a human experimentation on mind control. We had Project Bluebird, which we talked about a few weeks ago, and that was to see if they could program people to assassinate other targets, kind of like Manchurian candidate shit. We have Operation Midnight Climax, which where the CIA set up brothels in, of course, CIA safe houses, because why not, in San Francisco and drugged them in and filmed them and then interrogated them. We have COINTELPRO, which was surveilling, discrediting, infiltrating, and disrupting political organizations that do not follow the government agenda. They specifically targeted feminist organizations, anti-Vietnam War organizations, the Civil Rights Movement, the Black Power Movement, environmentalists, animal rights, and the KKK. During the church committee, where all these different operations projects were exposed is supposedly where the CIA ended these programs and projects. But I'm going to call bullshit, fuck no, lies, bullshit. I guarantee you these projects and others are still operating to this day, just possibly a little bit more covertly and maybe under different names. But these twats and the CIA and the FBI are not going to quit targeting Americans and even foreigners with their bullshit. They're basically little puppets and the puppet masters pull their strings and these motherfuckers, these agents... Ask how high to jump. They don't fucking sit there and think about, oh, wow, maybe that's wrong. Fuck no. They're totally fucking controlled, and they made the choice to join these organizations, whether that have been through, like, misguided fucking patriotism, or they're just like, hey, I'm gonna get a fucking license to kill motherfuckers. I'm sure there's all types of reasons in between those two spectrums. A little fun tidbit about Operation Mockingbird Came from Carl Bernstein, who used to work at the Washington Post, and he was there in 1977. He says that among the executives who lent their cooperation to the CIA, Will and Paley of Columbia Broadcasting System (CBS), Henry Luce of Taryn Inc., Arthur Hayes Sulzberger of the New York Times, Barry Bingham Sr. of the Louisville Courier, of the Louisville Courier Junior. Journal, Louisville Courier, oh my God, why can't I say this, Louisville Courier, Journal, there we go, (laughs) James Copley of the Copley News Service, he says there were other organizations which cooperated with the CIA and include the American Broadcasting Company, the National Broadcasting Company, the Associated Press, the United Press International, Reuters, Hearst Newspapers, Scripps Howard, Newsweek Magazine, the Mutual Broadcasting System, the Miami Herald and the old Saturday Evening Post, and the New York Herald Tribune. So that's basically fucking, that just covers most U.S. media. And I guarantee you the NPCs of the world have no fucking clue. And honestly, at this point in the clown world, even if it was fucking handed to them, In certified congressional documents, either they would forget 10 seconds later, they wouldn't know what the fuck it meant, or they'd be like, oh, yeah, football's on. And a little side note, George H. W. Bush claimed that the CIA severed all ties with U.S. news organizations during the church committee, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit because the the New York Times is like straight up the media wing of those little twats at the CIA. There was actually an article which was basically reporting about Bush saying the CIA has dropped all this fucking news propaganda shit, but if you look down at the bottom left of this article, underneath the document info, it says this did not include 25 agents they already had in the field. So, I mean, I don't know why it's so hard for so many people to grasp that our media is compromised, that our security agencies are compromised, how many times do these motherfuckers have to get caught, get called into some fucking committee meeting before the public is just like, what the fuck is going on? Why aren't these fools being reined in? All they have to do is like, okay, we're gonna stop. We're not gonna do that anymore. And the public's like, okay, we'll just take you at your word. Fucking mind blowing. Oh, and a little side note Anderson Cooper actually did do an internship at the CIA little CNN star was at American University where he accepted the fucking Wonk of the Year award and gave a mini commencement speech to students tracking his path from Yale to the CIA internship. So, Anderson Cooper is probably one of the most recognizable CNN quote journalists and I guarantee you that 99.9999% of their audience Has no fucking clue. This guy is just a fucking CIA twat. Keep eating up whatever he says, though. I had talked about the church committee hella days ago. And I had brought up Carl Bernstein. And I had been to his website where a lot of this information is broken down. But if you try to go to those different pages now on his website, they're washed away. Oh, and a little side note. Down the Chupacabra is also wiped from the internet. I just found that out this morning. It's like, what the actual fuck? Back to the church committee. It was revealed in 2013 that the NSA was spying on Senator Frank Church while his committee was investigating the out of control intelligence agencies. So, I mean, uh, does anyone find a problem with that at all? <laughs> anyone? Hello? I briefly mentioned the Pike Committee, which was kind of investigating the different intelligence communities at the same time as the Church Committee. The 1975 Pike Committee report, which, shocker, was completely censored, ended up being leaked, and it was labeled, quote, the CIA report the president doesn't want you to read. The Pike Committee ultimately recommended that the Government Accountability Office be granted audit authority over the CIA. And that was recommendations the CIA was able to, once again, successfully prevent from being implemented. The censored report would significantly conclude that the internal audit structure was insufficient and that, quote, the cost of intelligence today is at least three to four times the amount reported to Congress. Shocking. That conclusion was significant, especially in light of the fact that those arguing against granting the Government Accountability Office Audit Authority cited Congress's ability to ask the intelligence community for these figures. The Pike Committee's report cited a number of other problems with the intelligence community's budget procedure, especially the CIA the CIA was uniquely equipped to, quote, reprogram their budget beyond congressional approval. In effect, the agency could change how funds were allocated without Congress becoming aware of it. And without Congress becoming aware of it, the American people definitely aren't aware of it. So the only time shit like this comes to light is when one of these motherfuckers in these agencies decides to get a backbone and let the people know. After the Pike Committee, we ended up with Executive Order 12036, which would codify CIA's explicit authority to control the budget and, when necessary, to reprogram funding. Now, the thing that absolutely blows my mind is there are people that were like, oh, yeah, the CIA got caught doing bad things, but that was years ago. The CIA would never do things like that now. I mean, I just don't know what fucking rock they're living under, but it's it never ceases to amaze me, not at all. A little side note, these documents that I'm talking about can be found in the CIA vault to this day. There's actually an early draft of the CIA director, William Colby, of his testimony. And it seems like, in preparation for the Pike Committee, addresses the desire to grant the GAO, the Governmental Audit Office, authority over the cia one such argument was actually crossed out and you can fucking see this in the cia vault you can see this shit crossed out and the words vintage nixon is written in the margins this paragraph argued that answering any questions could create a precedent it also proposed the director raise concerns over congress's inability to refrain from questions along with the press's inability to refrain from asking CIA questions. Somehow these motherfuckers were able to produce quote-unquote dubious historical evidence and presented it as proof that simply revealing a one-line budget entry would inevitably result in uncontrollable deterioration of the security. So before we move on now, let's just kind of (laughs) get a history lesson on who William Colby was. According to Wikipedia, William Colby was an American intelligence officer who served as director of the CIA from 1973 to 1976. During the 70s, when Colby joined the CIA, He had what could be considered a quote-unquote reformist approach. He was appointed head of the clandestine branch in early 1973. Colby was known as a media-friendly CIA director. Colby had focused on internal reforms within the CIA and the intelligence community. He attempted to modernize what he believed to be some out-of-date structures and practices by disbanding the Board of National Estimates and replacing it with the National Intelligence Council. In a speech from 1973, addressed to NSA employees, he emphasized the role of free speech in the United States and the moral role of the CIA as a defender, not a preventer, of civil rights, an attempt to rebuke the then emerging revelations of the CIA and NSA domestic spying. So it seems like Colby really did want reform. He thought these communities were out of fucking control. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he died in a fucking boating accident some years later, and a lot of people believe he was murdered. I mean, I get it. That's a whole nother fucking rabbit hole though. we're not going into the fucking William Colby random death in a canoe shit. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of background so you can kind of see where everything is going and at in the 70s with the CIA, the Church Committee and the Pike Committee. So there's a lot of fucking shit going on. And even the director of the CIA is saying this shit's out of control. We don't need to be spying domestically. And freedom of speech is to be protected. So I know it's a far cry from where we are right now, but it's not very surprising where William Colby's vision of the CIA should be versus (laughs) the fucking piece of shit organization that tramples on the constitution, that violates American civil rights, that most likely killed an elected US president i.e. JFK and so on. The CIA's crimes are basically endless and the only time we ever find out about them is when a motherfucker gets a backbone and leaks shit to us. And I guarantee you, it doesn't happen a lot and it's not gonna happen a lot in the future. So yeah, there is that. So back to the Pike Committee for a second. The Pike Committee did recommend that the CIA get together with the GAO to work on guidelines to cover their relationship around their fucking budget. So around that same time, the agency created an internal task force to deal with the GAO question. The task force, headed by CIA Director of Finance, would make a number of recommendations to limit the type of audit that might be performed by the GAO. Those recommendations remain classified by the CIA, which claims they are protected as one of the agency's sources and methods. And to me, that just sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. It seems to me the CIA is so fucking out of control and has been so out of control for fucking decades that I don't believe any type of reform could fix the fucked up rotting carcass called the CIA. That whole agency needs to be disbanded and the criminals in the agency the fucking agents the fucking higher-ups they need to be held accountable but as we've all seen the last few years these rich motherfuckers the powerful motherfuckers the connected motherfuckers never get justice they never get brought before a fucking court and are forced to come face to face with their crimes and the american justice system Which, by the way, is a fucking joke. So that might be reason number 63 why these fuckers are never prosecuted. But yeah, that's a tale for another time. So as I said earlier, these intelligence agencies were proven. This is not a fucking conspiracy theory. You can read the fucking cold, hard black and white documents. These fucking intelligence agencies spied on senators. They spied on regular people. There's even a couple of pages in these documents that showed the NSA secretly intercepted phone calls from senators at the White House's behest. So not only are these intelligence agencies kind of working rogue style, but They also do the bidding for the White House. If we want to bring that up to a fucking modern context, you can look at the Twitter file drops. There are different intelligence agencies, NSA, FBI, CIA, that were proven without a shadow of a doubt, tried to collude with big tech to censor American voices and not just like crazy conspiracy theorists. They censored fucking doctors that are at the top of their field and nothing's happened. There was a fucking another Senate hearing and then nothing fucking happened and the public forgot. So it's almost like the public is asking these agencies to bend them over and fuck them without lube. I don't know. What do you think? Another interesting tidbit to come out of the church committee was a program known as Minaret. Minaret originated with Richard Nixon, and basically he was worried or wondering whether domestic protests were linked to hostile foreign powers, and they all wanted answers from the intelligence community. So the CIA responded with Operation Chaos, while the NSA worked with other intelligence agencies to compile watch lists of prominent anti-war critics in order to monitor their overseas communications. If you look into the NSA history, it doesn't say when these people that were being spied upon were actually placed on these watch lists. It also doesn't say who decided to ask the NSA to monitor these people's communications. But it's a fucking hard fact That the NSA secretly intercepted telephone calls and telegrams of prominent Americans, and like I said earlier, two fucking U.S. Senators. Minaret's notoriety in the U.S. intelligence history is absolutely well-deserved, you guys. Minaret and its companion program, Operation Shamrock, were kind of like the precursors of the now notorious warrantless domestic eavesdropping program that George W. Bush's administration ran from 2001 to 2004. In 1978, Congress passed the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, an Basically, this is an incredibly broad warrant issued under that act to monitor the call records of Verizon Business Network service customers. And you kind of, I don't know, you guys may kind of remember this from a dude named Edward Snowden, because he was the one that kind of brought this to the forefront with George W. fucking spying on Americans without warrants. In 1967 is when the NSA watch list informally began. Most of the names placed on that first NSA watch list came from the FBI and the CIA, which wanted any intelligence concerning foreign governments' involvement with American anti-war and civil rights organizations. In most cases, there was no probable cause that the people on this watch list had or were engaged in any form of criminal or seditious behavior, other than exercising their constitutional rights to assembly and free speech. Supposedly, Minaret was only around for about six years, but during that time, the NSA secretly monitored the overseas telephone and cable communications of 1,650 US citizens. And like I said earlier, most of them were anti war dissidents, civil rights leaders. And members of what the occupants of the White House at the time deemed to be extremists or a subversive organization. Kind of reminds me how the FBI labels us conspiracy theorists and we're a threat, we're domestic terrorists. It's the same shit like that, just a different time, different words to basically pigeonhole a whole ass group of different people into one thing that this group in power deems a threat. After like looking into the church committee and all of the different rabbit holes you can go down, it's fucking mind blowing and I think I just found my new favorite rabbit hole because what was happening back then is happening to this day but a lot of people just don't want to believe that our own agencies have turned against us. I'm not sure why that is such a hard truth to recognize, but. If more people don't wake the fuck up, we are going to lose everything it means to be an American. We're going to lose our freedom of speech. We're going to lose our freedom to own weapons. So it's a slippery fucking slope. And at this point, we're basically almost in free fall. I don't know. How do we fix this? Is there a way to fix this? Is America lost already? Is that just kind of like a defeatist attitude? But it's like over and over again. These agencies have been shown to be fucking breaking the law, spying on Americans, and nothing ever happens. There's never any punishment to these agencies or to individual agents that are actually breaking the law. Nothing ever happens to them, but I don't know. You think that's going to go on forever? You think these fools will never be held accountable? I don't know, you guys. It's change of subject time. So now we're going to talk about the newest kabobo strain to drop and these motherfuckers trying to bring back mask mandates. There's talk of lockdowns again and talk of forced vaccination. So I found a paper that was published by a Japanese research team and it appears to contain some crazy shit about kabobo. So, a couple of people from Osaka Medical University and Kyoto University wanted to trace the historical evolution of the Omicron variant, a kabobo, by studying viral sequences found quote unquote in the wild and deposited in public databases. This research team found around a hundred separate Omicron subvariants that could not. Have arisen through natural processes. The existence of the variants seemed to provide definitive proof of a large-scale lab creation and release of COVID viruses. The researchers found that the variants appeared to form comprehensive panels of mutations, typical of those used in quote, reverse genetics experiments to systematically test the properties of different parts of a virus. So these researchers also found an exact match to the Omicron variants in sequences originating from Puerto Rico, which were deposited in the database in 2020, and that's over a year before the announcement of the discovery of Omicron in South Africa. Coupled with the observations of implausibly low numbers of, quote, silent mutations in SARS-CoV-2 variants, the researchers argue that all variants emerging since the original Wuhan outbreak are unnatural and speculate that they represent an experimental program to test detriments of the ineffectivity and pathogenicity of SARS-CoV-2 in a global population. Now, I'm not surprised at any of this. I mean, us crazy conspiracy theorists have been talking about how this was like a manufactured virus. It was a bioweapon and a lab leak theory. I mean, we are called crazy conspiracy theorists because there were like, no fucking way this shit did not leak out of a lab. But (laughs) all of that's been proven true. I'm not going to go into like the crazy science of what these two researchers found, But just check out the title of their paper. It is, quote, Unnaturalness in the Evolution Process of the SARS-CoV-2 Variants and the Possibility of Deliberate Natural Selection. I'm going to leave a link up to this study because it has a lot of really good information. It's kind of complicated. I'm not going to fucking lie, but it just adds more evidence that this whole kabobo bullshit was orchestrated by either the American government, the fucking globalists, the Chinese government. I don't have the answers to that part, but we've been saying now for, what, almost three years that this shit was deliberately made. Fauci's saying there was no gain-of-function research, but we did fund that, that there's fucking black and white paper just because he funds a fucking third party who then in turn funds the Wuhan lab. Doesn't mean we didn't fund this shit. So there's a lot of questions. And I guess maybe since almost the beginning of my podcast, I brought up just the lies, the outright bullshit and lies that the government was telling us about COVID. Now that we have this new variant dropping, Who knows what these psychopaths are going to try to pull on us? All I can say is hold fast in your fucking convictions and do not comply. The more people comply, the more power these dumb fucks think they have. So if it means losing a job, if it means losing friends, if it means not talking to family members, you got to do something, you guys, because a lot of people cannot afford a fucking... 2.0 2020 lockdown shit. And for the love of fucking God, don't get booster number 63 like the CDC is recommending. Even though evidence is suggesting right now that the people who did get these kabobo shots are going to be more susceptible to this latest variant. But who knows? That all remains to be seen. All I know is I'm sure the fucking nightly news is going to get on their fucking fear porn propaganda, probably influenced by the CIA or other fucking quote-unquote intelligence agencies. So just, yeah, turn the fucking news off, go the fuck outside, and don't listen, and do not comply. All right, you guys, that's about it for this episode. But before I get out of here, I have got to give a special thanks to one of our listeners, Mike C., he sent the podcast some money and showed us some support. So I have to give you a warm, warm thank you. I absolutely appreciate it. Definitely helps to offset the costs of producing this podcast each week. So thank you very much, Mike. I absolutely appreciate it. On to our top three downloading states. We have California, Indiana, and Florida. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening every week. I so appreciate it. And check out the show notes if you want to read more about the NSA and different intelligence agencies spying on U.S. citizens. I'm going to leave a link to an article that is extremely informative. It's about 10 years old, but it kind of lays it all out there. Moving on to our international listeners, we have the UK, Canada, Australia, and Ireland. Thank you guys all for listening and downloading every week. If you have a rabbit hole I should go down, send it over to me at vanishedinthevalley@gmail.com, at gmail.com or go over to Reddit and check out my sub r slash Until next week, you guys, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.